Act One of Electra by Benito Perez Galdós, translated by Charles Arthur Tyrrell. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Electra, a drama in five acts, by Benito Perez Galdós, played for the first time in the Teatro Español of Madrid, January the thirtieth, nineteen o one persons electra read by amanda friday evarista read by sarah terry maximo read by k hand don salvador pantoja read by negatron the marquis of ronda read by todd don urbano garcia uste read by felschampf mariano read by eden ray hedrick Heel a mathematician read by abai balbina read by ethelbus patros a young servant read by c j plog jose an old man servant read by omwan dutray sister dorothea read by beth thomas a workman read by david olson the shade of eleutheria read by mary Kay stage directions read by rapunzelina the action takes place in madrid in the present electra act one hall luxuriously furnished in the mansion of the garcia eustace at the right a passageway to the garden at the back communication with the other rooms of the building at the right in front entrance to the room of electra scene one marquis Jose at the back. Jose. They are in the garden. I'll take them ward. Marquis. Wait. I want to look around the room. I haven't visited the Garcia Yos since they have been in their new house. What luxury! They are doing well. God gives them enough for everything, and this is nothing in comparison with what they give to charity always so generous yes indeed sir and always so unassuming but there is in the family i believe an interesting novelty novelty oh yes you mean listen jose will you do what i ask you the marquis knows that i shall never forget the fourteen years that i was in his service command your excellency well then Today I have come solely for the purpose of making the acquaintance of this young lady that your master and mistress brought recently from a school in France. Miss Electra. Can you tell me whether her uncle and aunt are pleased with her? Whether the girl shows herself affectionate, grateful? Oh, yes, they love her, but... What? The girl is a little mischievous. At her age playful very playful sir she is very pretty as they say an angel an angel yes if there are angels very similar to demons she drives us all crazy how i want to know her your excellency may find her in the garden she passes the whole morning there throwing things about 
and playing pranks. Marquis, looking into the garden. Pretty garden, more like a park. The old forest of the ancient palace of Haravalinas. Yes, sir. That magnificent house next door. Doesn't that belong to your master too? With an entrance from the garden and also from the street. On the ground floor, the nephew of my master and mistress, Mr. Maximo, has his laboratory. He is the first mathematician of Spain, and in... in... Yes, he whom they call the Wonderful Magician. I knew him in London. I don't remember just when. Is his wife living yet? The poor fellow was left a widower in February of last year. He has two beautiful children. Not long ago I renewed my acquaintance with Maximo, and though I do not frequent his house, for reasons of my own, we are great friends, the best friends in the world. I am very fond of him too. He is so good. And tell me now, Aren't your master and mistress sorry they brought this little demon here? Jose, fearing that someone is coming. I shall tell your excellency. I have noticed. Sees Don Urbano coming from the garden. My master is coming. You may go. Scene 2. Marquis Don Urbano. Marquis embracing him. My dear Urbano. Don Urbano. Marquis, how glad I am to see you. And Evarista? Well, and wondering at the absence of the illustrious Marquis of Rona. Oh, you don't know what a winter we have passed. And Virginia? She is not well. The poor girl always struggling with her attacks. She lives by main strength. Stubbornness, I say, of her strong will. Well, well. So? Pointing to the garden. Shall we go down? Pretty soon. Let me rest a moment. Sits down. Tell me, dear Urbano, about this charming girl, this Electra, whom you have just brought from school. She wasn't still in school. She was living in Hendaye with some relatives of her mother. I never was in favor of bringing her to live with us, but Evarista took the idea into her head some time ago. Her only object is to test the character of the child, to see if we can make out of her a good woman, or if God reserves for us the shame that she should inherit the evil habits of her mother. You know, she was the first cousin of my wife, and I need not repeat to you the excesses of Eleutheria between the years 80 and 85. Of course not, of course not. They were such that the family grieved and mortified broke off all relations with her. This child, whose father is not known, grew up with her mother until she was five years old. Then they took her to the convent of the Ursulinas at Bayonne. There, either for short or to embellish the name, they insisted on calling her Electra, which is quite a novelty. Pardon me, not really a novelty. For her intimates called the unhappy mother, Lutiria Diaz, Electra, not only for short, but also because they gave the name of Agamemnon to her father, who was a very valiant soldier, 
very unhappy in his married life. I didn't know. I never had anything to do with those people. Eleuteria, on account of her reputation for wildness, was pictured to me as a very repugnant person. Good heavens, my dear Rubano, don't be too severe. Remember that Eleuteria, whom we shall call Electra One, changed her life. It must have been about the year 88. About that time. Her repentance made considerable talk. She died in San Jose de la Penitencia in 1895, reformed and hating her past. Marquis, as if blaming him for his severity. God pardoned her. Yes, yes. Pardon, I forget. And you, now, are testing Electra too to see if she will turn out crooked or straight? And what has been the result of your tests? Results rather doubtful, contradictory, varying each day, every hour. There are moments in which the child shows admirable qualities, badly concealed beneath her innocence, moments in which she seems the most crazy creature that God ever put into the world. At the very same time, she charms you with her angelical candor. She frightens you with her diabolical smartness, which she gets from her own innocence. An excess of imagination, perhaps? Lack of balance? Is she lively? As lively as electricity itself. Mysterious. So abrupt that she frightens you. She tears up things, turns them upside down, but brightens them up. Marquis, rising. I am burning with curiosity. Let us go and see her. Scene 3. Marquis, Don Urbano, Cuesta at the back. Cuesta enters with appearance of fatigue, takes out his portfolio of papers and turns to the table. Marquis, and how are you all here? Hello, old Cuesta. What has our untiring agent to tell us? Cuesta, sitting down, seems to have an affection of the heart. The untiring one, alas, is tired now. Well, what can you tell us of the rise yesterday in the amalgamated stock? It came from Paris at two points. Did you make our settlement? And mine? I am coming to that. Takes out some papers from his portfolio and writes. You shall have the exact figures right away. I got the very best possible from the exchange. Of course. The par value of the new shares being 79.50. We having picked up the paper at a very low price. Of course. Of course, the result has been splendid. The ease with which we become rich, my dear Robano, kindles in us the love of life and the enthusiasm for human beauty. Let's go into the garden. Don Urbano to Cuesta. Are you coming? I shall need ten minutes to arrange my notes. Then we'll leave you alone. Do you wish anything? Cuesta buried in his notes. No. Uh, yes, a glass of water. I am burning up. In a minute. Goes out with the Marquis into the garden. Scene 4. Cuesta, Patros. Cuesta, correcting his notes. Ah, yes, there was an error. To the Eustes there are due one million seven hundred thousand pesetas. To the Marquis of Ronda, two hundred twenty-two thousand. We must discount the twelve thousand odd, equal to nine thousand francs. Enter Patrus with glasses of water, sugar, cognac. 
She waits a moment until Cuesta finishes his calculation. Shall I leave it here, Don Leonardo? Put it down and wait a minute. One million eight hundred with the seven hundred ten make. It's plain now. Good, good. All right, Petros. Puts his hand in his pocket, takes out some money, and gives it to her. Thank you, sir. That's the way I tell you that I expect a favor from you. Command me, Don Leonardo. Well? Fingering the sugar cone. You see? Aren't you going to put in any cognac? If you've come in warm, the water alone may hurt you. Yes, a little. But I wish... Don't misunderstand me. I should like to speak a moment alone with Miss Electra. Knowing me as you do, you will understand that my object is the best and most honorable. I say this to remove any scruples you may have. Gathers up his papers. Before anyone comes, tell me what time and place would be the most appropriate. To say a few words to Miss Electra? Thinking. It would probably be when my master and mistress are busy with the lawyer. I shall be on the lookout. If it could be today, so much the better. Will you be back soon? I shall be back, and you can let me know quietly. Yes, yes. You may be sure I will. Gathers up the service and retires. Scene 5. Cuesta, Pantoja, dressed entirely in black, enters meditating and absorbed in thought. Friend, Pantoja, may God be with you. Are you well? Pantoja sighs. Oh, still living, my friend, that is to say, hoping. Hoping for a better life. Suffering in this one all the Lord wills in order to be worthy of the other. And your health? So-so. Bad because troubles and disease afflict me. Good because pain gratifies me and suffering makes me rejoice. Uneasy and as if dominated by a fixed idea looking towards the garden. You are an aesthetic. Oh, that crazy girl. See her running with the porter's boys, with the children of Maximo and the others of the neighborhood. When they let her break loose in childish pranks, this Electra is in her glory. Beautiful doll. May it please God to make of her a woman of merit. An angel could come out of the graceful doll, of the fickle girl, more easily than it could of the woman. I don't understand you, friend Pantoja. I do. Look! Look how they are playing! Alarmed. Heaven help me! Whom do I see there? Is that the Marquis of Ronda? His very self. That corrupt corrupter, the Don Juan of the past generation. He has decided not to retire in order not to disappoint Satan. In order that it may be said, once more, that there is no paradise without its serpent. No, no. A serpent we had already. Nervous and fretful, he walks up and down the stage. Another thing. Haven't you heard about the million I am bringing them? Pantoja, without paying much attention to the matter, fixed on another idea which is not manifest. Yes, I know. Yes. We gained a lot. And you will give larger sums to San Jose de la Penitencia? Yes. Repeating a fixed idea. We had a serpent already. Aloud. What were you saying to me, friend Cuesta? That. I beg your pardon. 
Is it a fact that our neighbor next door, our wonderful sage, inventor, and almost miracle worker, is thinking of changing his residence? Who? Maximo. I think so. It seems that in Bilbao and in Barcelona they welcome with enthusiasm his wonderful studies of new applications of electricity, and they offer him all the capital he needs to develop these discoveries. Pantoja meditating. Oh, capital. Within my means, I would give it to him, provided he... Scene 6 Pantoja, Cuesta, Avarista, Don Urbano, the Marquis, who come in from the garden. Avarista, releasing the arm of the Marquis. Ah, congratulations, Cuesta. Pantoja, how glad I am to see you today. Cuesta and Pantoja bow and kiss her hand respectfully. She sits down at the right, the Marquis standing at her side. The other three form a group at the left, talking business. Marquis resuming with Evarista an interrupted conversation. In this way you will pass not only into history, but into the lives of the saints. <laughs> Marquis, don't praise that which is absolutely lacking in merit we have no children god gave us greater and greater wealth each year a new inheritance came to us without troubling ourselves in the least nor scheming in any way the margin of our income managed in clever operations by our friend cuesta has brought us more wealth without our knowing it we bought a country place and that very year the rise in produce tripled its value we acquired a piece of barren land and found that it is an immense storehouse of coal of iron of lead what does that mean marquis it means my dear friend that when god heaps so many riches on one who does not desire them nor esteem them it means very clearly that he does so that they may be used to his service exactly and interpreting it in the same way i hasten to fulfil the divine will that which cuesta brings me to-day will merely pass through my hands and with this i shall have given to the patrocinio seven whole millions and i shall do even more in order that the establishment and school in madrid may have all the decorations and magnificence that is fitting to so great an institution we shall stimulate the work of the schools in valencia and cadiz Pantoja passing the group on the right. Without forgetting, my friend, the institution for higher instruction, which is to be a sanctuary of true science. <laughs> my friend Pantoja knows very well that I never cease thinking of it. Don Urbano passing also to the right. We are thinking of it night and day. Fine, fine. Rises. Evarista to Cuesta, who also passes to the right. Ah, oh, and uh, now, Leonardo, what are we going to do? Cuesta, sitting down by the side of Avarista, proposes to her new transactions. We shall limit ourselves to carrying over some sums. Pantoja, standing at the left of Avarista. Or with premiums. Marquis, passing across the stage with Don Urbano. Allow me to ask, my dear Urbano, that proclaiming the merits of your wife you do not forget mine, ours. I speak for my wife and myself. Virginia has already given to Las Enclavas the half of our fortune. One of the most important in Andalusia. 
and in our wills we leave them all, except a portion which we have destined to fulfill certain obligations and for poor relations. Very good. But as I understood a few years ago, you were not so well satisfied with Virginia's generous piety. That's true. But in the end I learned the catechism. I am in it body and soul. She has converted me, has regenerated me. As my avarista has done me. To preserve peace in the family, I began by temporizing, by yielding, and yielding and temporizing I have come to this point. It doesn't worry me, no. Today I live in a beatific peace, cured of my old manias. I have come to believe that Virginia will not only save her own soul, but mine too. The same with me, that she will save me. It is certain that we have the initiative in nothing. In nothing, my dear Marquis. Why, sometimes even breathing is forbidden us. Even breathing forbidden? But we live in tranquility. We serve God without any effort. Our blessed wives precede us along the road to a blessed eternity. Have no fear that they will leave us behind. Of course not. Urbano. Don Urbano, hastening to her. What? Put yourself at the disposal of Cuesta for the settlement and to give over to the fathers. This very day. Cuesta rises. Another thing. Go down a moment and tell Electra that she has played three hours now. Pantoja, in a commanding tone. Tell her to come up. She has frisked about too much already. I am going. Seeing Electra coming. Here she is now. Scene 7. The same. Electra. After her, Maximo. Electra enters running and laughing, followed by Maximo, whom she is out distancing. Her laughter is that of childish fear. Don't you catch me? Brute, I'll show you. Maximo carries in one hand various objects which will be indicated, in the other a large branch of poplar which he handles like a whip. Rogue, if I catch you. Electra, without noticing the others on the stage, runs around with childlike agility and takes refuge in the skirts of Doña Evarista, kneeling at her feet and throwing her arms around her waist. I am safe. Aunt, tell him to go away. Where is the crazy girl? With jesting threats. Ah, she knows where to go. Uh, why, girl, when will you learn gravity? Maximo, you are as much a child as she. Maximo, showing what he's carrying. Look what she has done for me. She broke these two test tubes. And then, see these papers on which I had calculations that represent enormous work. Shows the papers, holding them up. This one she made a bird of. That one she gave to the children to paint donkeys and elephants on. And an ironclad firing at a castle. Why did she go into the laboratory? And she spoiled my discipline of the children and turned everything upside down. Pantoja with severity. But, my dear young lady. Electra. Blessed childhood. With enthusiasm. Electra, you big child. Blessed be your pranks. Keep as long as you can your precious gaiety. I didn't break the cylinders. It was Pepito. The paper's full of scratches. I did take them, thinking they were of no use. Come, 
Let's make peace. Peace. To Electra. All right. I'll spare your life. I'll excuse you this time. Here. Gives her the switch. Electra takes it, whipping him severely. This for what you have said to me. Whipping him with force. This for what you didn't say. Why, what didn't I say? Gravity. Reason. What have I told you? Truths that will be very useful to her. That she should learn for herself many things that she doesn't know. That she should open wide her eyes and cast them over human life to see that all is not gaiety. That there are also duties, sorrows, sacrifices. Heavens, how it frightens me! All surround her in the center of the stage, except Pantoja, who hastens to the side of Evarista. It is best not to stimulate her pranks by applause. And to show her a little of severity. No one can outdo me in severity. Isn't it true, girl, that I am very severe and that you thank me for it? Say that you thank me for it. Electra whipping him lightly. Wise accuser, if this were a real whip, I should whip you with greater pleasure. Maximo, smiling and amused. Charming one. Whip me, Electra. Electra whipping him with gentleness. You, no, for I haven't confidence. A little, no more. So. Whipping the others. And you. And you. A little. Why don't you go and play the piano for these gentlemen? Why, she doesn't study a note. Her indolence is as great as her aptitude for all the arts. Let her show us her watercolors and drawings. Come and see, Marquis. They all group themselves around the table, except Avarista and Pantoja, who talk aside. Why, yes. Looking for her sketchbook among the books and papers that are on the table. You will see I am a great artist. Praise yourself, chatterbox. Electra untying the ribbon of her sketchbook. You run me down, I'll brag. We'll see who comes out the better. Oh. Showing some drawings. You are astonished. What do you say to these magnificent sketches of landscapes, of animals that look like people, of people that look like animals? All are amazed, looking at the drawings which pass from hand to hand. Evarista, leaving the central group, begins a conversation with Pantoja. <sighs> you are right, Salvador. You always are, and now in the case of Electra, your reasoning is like a splendid orb of light which puts us all in the shade. This light which you think intelligence is not, it is only the brightness of an intense fire that burns within, will. By this force which I owe to God, I have been able to mend my error. After the confidences which you made to me last night, I see more clearly your right to intervene in the education of this crazy head. To indicate the way for her, to point out her high ends. A right which implies inexcusable duties. Oh, how glad I am that you recognize it, my dear friend. I feared that my confidence of last night, a dark story which blackens the best years of my life, would make me lose your esteem. No, my friend, no. As a man, you have been subject to human weaknesses. But the sinner has been regenerated, punishing himself with the mortification that repentance brings, and strengthening it in the practice of virtue. Sadness, love of solitude, contempt for vanities were my salvation. 
Well, my reparation would not be complete if I did not take care to direct this girl, to keep her from harm. If we lack care, it would be easy for her to go the way of her mother. My opinion is that you should talk to her. Alone? That's what I think. Alone. Give her to understand in a delicate way the authority you have over her. Yes. Yes, that is my wish. Continues in a low voice. Electra in the central group quarreling with Maximo. Stop! Stop! What do you know? Showing a drawing. This brute says that the bird looks like a pensive old man and the woman like a pale lobster. Oh, no! This is very good. Sometimes when she takes the least care, she gets wonderful results. The truth is that this landscape, with the distant sea and these trunks... My specialty. Don't you know what it is? Well, old trunks, walls, and ruins. I paint well what I don't know. Sadness, the past, death, present gaiety, youth. I can't do them. With sorrow... I am a great artist, for all that I have not experienced. What grace! How bright! It charms me to hear her. Soon reflection will come. Responsibilities. Electra making fun of Maximo. Reason! Seriousness! Look at the sage! Gloomy! I shall have all this whenever I like, and more than you. We shall see. We shall see. Pantoja, who has been listening to the group. I can't hide from you that I do not like the familiarity of the girl with the nephew of Urbano. We shall correct that. But bear in mind that Maximo is an honorable man, sensible. Yes, yes, but, my friend, in the paths of confidence the strongest stumble and fall. A sad experience has taught me that. Electra in the central group. I shall settle down when it suits me. Nobody should become serious until God commands. No one should say, Alas, alas, until sorrow comes. That's so. And then one learns practical things. Of course, when God comes and says to me, Child, here is sorrow, suffering, doubt. He will say it. And soon. Electra, my daughter, don't be silly. Aunt, it is Maximo who... Goes to her aunt's side. Maximo is right. Certainly. Cuesta and Don Urbano also go to the side of Evarista, leaving Maximo and the Marquis alone at the left. May I know, Marquis, the result of your first observations? The girl has charmed me. I see there is no exaggeration in what you told me. And doesn't your penetration discover underneath these jests something that... I understand. Moral beauty. Common sense. I haven't had time yet for such discoveries. I shall continue my observations. Because I, to tell the truth, consecrated to science at an early age, know very little of the world, and human characters are for me a writing that I can scarcely decipher. Well, in this writing, and in others, I know how to read fluently. Will you come to my house? For a while. It is possible that my wife may scold me if she knows that I have visited the laboratory of electricity and the manufactory of light. But Virginia will not be very severe. I may venture. Afterwards I shall return here under pretext of seeing the girl at the piano. I shall talk to her and continue my studies. Maximo allowed. Are you coming, Marquis? You are leaving us. 
I'm going with my friend for a while. Marquis, I am much vexed at your long absence, much vexed. You cannot make amends better than by lunching with us today. It is a punishment, Don Juan. It is penitence. I accept as atonement for my guilt, and I bless the hand that punishes me. You, Maximo, will you come too? If they leave me free at that hour, I shall come. Don't come. For heaven's sake, don't come. With a joy that she cannot hide. You are going to come? Say yes. Correcting herself? No, no, say no. Oh, you can't get rid of me. Crazy girl, you will come to your senses, perhaps. And you will lose yours, foolish sage, old. Electra follows him with her glances until he leaves. Maximo and the Marquis go out through the garden. Jose enters at the back. Scene 8. Electra, Avarista, Don Urbano, Pantoja, Cuesta, Jose. Jose announcing. The Mother Superior of San Jose de la Penitentiaria. Oh, my good sister, Barbara de la Cruz. Uh, let her come in here. Getting up? Uh, no, in the salon. Come. What a fortunate opportunity. So I shall not have to go to the convent. Girl, go to your studies. Indicating the next room. Cuesta taking leave. I am going. I shall come back presently. Goodbye. Cuesta aside to Electra. Will they leave you alone? Pantoja hastening to Electra. Cultivate with care, Electra, this sublime art. Consecrate all your talent to the great Bach, in order that you may assimilate the religious style. All leave except Electra. Scene 9. Electra, presently Cuesta. Electra, humming a church psalm, gathers up her drawings and arranges them. Bach. In order that I may assimilate. How fine. The religious style. Sings. Cuesta enters at the back, concealing himself. Alone. Electra sings some liturgical notes. Sees Cuesta. Why didn't you go, Don Leonardo? Cuesta, timidly. Yes, but I came back. My daughter, I want to talk with you. Electra, a little frightened. With me? The matter is a delicate one, very delicate. With fatigue, breathing with difficulty. Pardon me. I suffer from my heart. I cannot stand. Electra hands him a chair. He sits down. Yes, the matter is such a delicate one that I do not know where to begin. Goodness, what is it? Cuesta becoming animated. Electra, I knew your mother. Ah. My mother was very unhappy. What do you mean by unhappy? Why, she lived among bad people, who would not let her be as good as she wished. Oh, without knowing it, you have told a great truth. Do you remember your mother? Do you think of her? My mother is for me a vague memory, but a sweet one, an image that never leaves me. I keep her alive in my heart, for she is still only a great memory, and in this memory my eyes are always seeking anxiously to see her. My poor mother. Raises her handkerchief to her eyes. Cuesta sighs. Tell me, Don Leonardo, when did you know my mother? Was she still very young? You were a tiny little thing. We used to tickle you 
to make you laugh. Your laughter seemed an enchantment to me. The joy of nature. You see why I have turned out so foolish, so mischievous, so thoughtless. And sometimes you used to take me in your arms? Many times. Electra, smiling without having dried her tears. And didn't I pull your mustache sometimes? Sometimes so hard that you hurt me. You would slap me on my hands. Come, come. Why don't you know? I believe they still hurt. Cuesta, impatient to come to his subject. But let's come to the subject. I warn you, Electra, that this is strictly confidential. It must be between us two. Oh, you frighten me, Don Leonardo. There is no cause for fear. You see in me a friend, the best of friends. You will see in this act the purest interest, the highest sentiments. Electra, confused. Yes, yes, I don't doubt it, but... You will see why I take this step. Although I am not very old, I do not feel that I have the vitality for very long. A widower for twenty years. I have no other family than my daughter, Paca, married and gone away. I am almost alone in the world, with my foot in the stirrup to pass over to the other. And my solitude, alas, seems if it would carry me there more quickly. With great difficulty in expressing himself. But before I go. Pause. Electra, I thought about you a great deal, before they brought you to Madrid. And on seeing you, my God, I have thought, I have felt, how shall I say it, a sweet affection, the purest of affections, mingled with the clamors of my conscience. Electra astounded. Conscience? What a grave thing that must be. Mine is like a babe that is still in the cradle. Questa with sadness. Mine is old and full of memories. I repeat, it points out to me, without ceasing the grave errors of my life. You! Grave errors! And you so good! Yes, yes, good, good, and a sinner. In short, let us leave the errors, and let us come to their consequences. I do not wish that you should live unprotected. You do not possess any fortune. It is doubtful whether the protection of Urbano and Evaristo will be constant. How can I consent that you should be left poor and destitute some day when least expected? Electra, with a painful struggle between her consciousness and her innocence. I don't know whether I understand. I don't know whether I ought to understand. The most delicate thing would be to understand without telling me so, and accept my protection without thanking me. My duty and your rights go hand in hand. Thanks to me, Electra, there will not be broken the thread that unites each creature with those that have been and with those that still exist. And if I have made up my mind to broach this question today, it is because, because a short time ago, there came over me the fear of sudden death. My father and my brother died as if struck by lightning, the lesion of the heart destroyer of my family. I have it, too. Pointing to his heart. It is a doleful clock that counts for me the days, the hours. I cannot put this off. Death must not surprise me, leaving this precious one without protection. I cannot. I cannot wait. I must end by telling you, my daughter, 
that you may be assured of a modest fortune a modest fortune i sufficient to live in a fitting independence electra confused and i what merit have i for pardon me i cannot convince myself of it will come the conviction will come and why do you not speak of this matter to my uncle and aunt questa preoccupied because i will tell them in time just now only you must know my intention but questa with emotion rising and now electra will you love this poor invalid whose days are numbered yes it is easy for me to love but don't talk of dying don leonardo it comforts me to know that you will weep don't make me begin now questa hastening his departure to conquer his emotions good-bye my daughter good-bye detaining him and what name shall i give you that of a friend no more good-bye releasing himself to leave goes out at the back electra gazes after him until he disappears scene ten electra the marquis electra meditating goodness what am i to think his broken sentences say more than if they were completed my darling mother the marquis who enters from the garden advances slowly ah marquis did i frighten you not at all just surprised me if you have come to hear me play the journey is in vain i shall not study to-day i am glad then we shall be able to talk scarcely have i met you and i am filled with admiration of your charms and knowing something of your character i am anxious to know more you wonder perhaps at this curiosity of mine and may think it somewhat impertinent oh no sir i too am curious and allow me to ask are you a friend of maximo i love him and admire him very much strange thing isn't it to me it seems quite natural you are but a girl and perhaps you cannot understand the reasons for my friendship with the wonderful magician let's see if you understand me explain it to me clearly the society that i frequent the circle of my own family and the habits of my house produce in me an asphyxiating effect almost without knowing it through mere instinct for self-preservation i throw myself at times into an atmosphere that i can breathe my eyes turn to science to nature and maximo is all this air you can breathe life why you know marquis it seems to me that i understand well child you are not stupid at all you must know too that i feel for this fellow an immense interest you love him and admire him for his great qualities and i am sorry for him on account of his misfortunes electra surprised maximo unfortunate what greater misfortune than the solitude in which he lives his premature widowerhood has submerged him in the deepest studies and i fear for his health his children console him and keep him company you have seen them to-day what pretty dears the older who is five years old now is a marvel of intelligence in the little one who is two i see all the graces in the world i adore them i dream of them and i should like very much to be their nurse poor maximo wrapped in his studies cannot attend to them as he ought of course not that's what i say it is very evident maximo needs a wife but 
Here is where my troubles begin and my doubts. No matter where I look, I cannot find a woman who is worthy to share in the life of the great man. You will not find her. There is none. There is none. Because for Maximo you must seek a woman of great sense. That's it. Of great sense. Just the opposite from me, for I have none. 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 I shouldn't say that. Another thing. When you hear me say silly things to him, and call him brute, old man, foolish sage, you mustn't think that I say them seriously. It's all in fun, Marquis. Of course, of course. I understood that. Fun. Impertinent, perhaps. For Maximo is very serious. Do you think, sir, that I ought to become very sober? Oh, no. All creatures are as God made them. One must not restrain oneself. It is not necessary to be sober to be good. Well, you see, Marquis, I, who don't know anything, I have thought the same way. Pantoja appears in the background. Pantoja, aside in the doorway. That incorrigible libertine, that veteran of vice, dares to cast his poisonous glance upon this flower. Advances slowly. Marquis, aside. Well, the dark shade has come between us, and we cannot talk any more. The Marquis came to hear me play, but I am very dull. We shall leave it for another day. You know that the great Beethoven is my passion. They have told me that Electra interprets him splendidly, and I was hoping to hear his sonata pathetique and the moonlight sonata. But we have amused ourselves chattering, and since there is no opportunity... Pantoja with asperity. Yes, the study hour is over now. Marquis, recovering his society manner. Another day, perhaps. My friend, Virginia and I shall be much pleased if you will honor us with your counsel with reference to the convent of Las Esclavas. Yes, yes. I shall go this afternoon to see Virginia, and we can talk it over. You will find her at the convent all the afternoon. And, since I am the troop here, with a gesture of leaving. No, not at all, Marquis. I must go, with the music, to the laboratory of Maximo. Yes, there you will find much diversion. Good-bye, my esteemed friend. May God be with you. The Marquis goes towards the garden. Scene 11. Electra Pantoja. Pantoja with vivacity. What was he saying? What was this corrupter of innocence telling you? Nothing. Stories. Funny anecdotes. Ah, stories. Have no confidence in funny anecdotes and pleasant tales, for these jasmines hide a poisonous sting. I noticed that you were disturbed, as when one hears the gliding of a serpent among the bushes. Oh, no! The uneasiness which unseemly conversation produces will be calmed by my beneficent and healthful words. You are a poet, Sir Pantoja, and I am pleased to listen to you. Pantoja, pointing out a chair to her, they both sit down. My daughter, I am going to give you an explanation of the intense affection which you have noticed in me. Have you noticed it? Yes, sir. An explanation which is equivalent to revealing a secret. Electra, much frightened. Oh, heavens, I am trembling. Be calm, my daughter. Listen first to that which is for me very sad. Electra, I have been very wicked. 
but you really give the impression of a saint i was very wicked i say on one occasion of my life sighing oh it was many years ago electra with interest how many can i remember the time when you were so wicked don salvador no when i debased myself when i blinded myself in sin you were not yet born but i was born pantoja after a pause of course i was born for heaven's sake sir pantoja finish quickly your confusion indicates to me that we must turn our eyes from the past the present is for us very satisfactory why because in me you will have a support a protector for your whole life an ineffable happiness it is for me to care for a being so noble and beautiful to defend you from all harm to guard you to watch over you to guide you in order that you may keep yourself always virtuous and pure in order that neither shadow nor breath of evil may ever touch you you are a child that seems an angel i am not satisfied that you seem so i wish you to be one electra coldly an angel that belongs to you and in this i am to see an act of charity extraordinary and sublime it is not charity it is duty to my duty to protect you there is added your right to be protected this confidence this authority is born of my intense affection as force is born of heat and my protection is the work of my conscience electra rises with great agitation moving away from pantoja she exclaims aside two heavens two protectors and this one wishes to force me horrible confusion aloud sir pantoja i respect you i admire your virtues but your authority over me i do not see clearly and pardon my boldness obedience submission i owe only to my aunt it is all the same evarista does me the honour to consult with me in all her affairs obeying her you obey me and my aunt wishes too that i should become an angel her angel your angel the angel of every one of god chiefly be convinced that you have fallen into good hands and be satisfied my dear daughter let yourself grow up in virtue in purity electra with displeasure very good sir let them purify me but am i very wicked you may come to be so to prevent a disease is more prudent than to cure it after it has entered into the system alas for me raising her eyes and remaining as in an ecstasy she utters a deep sigh pause why do you sigh so let my heart relieve itself the consciences of others weigh heavily upon me scene twelve electra pantoja evarista in the background friend pantoja mother barbara de la cruz is waiting to take leave of you and receive your final orders oh i forgot i am coming at once aside to evarista we have been talking watch carefully we must look out for evil influences before leaving at the back the marquis and maximo come in at the right scene thirteen electra evarista the marquis maximo i am a little late not at all you were in maximo's study two groups are formed electra and maximo at the left evarista and the marquis at the right 
Yes, madam. That man is a wonder. Continues, thinking over what he has seen in the laboratory. Electra sighing. Yes, Maximo. I have to consult with you about a serious matter. Maximo, with much interest. Tell me quickly. Electra, looking cautiously at the other group. I cannot now. When? I don't know. I don't know when I shall be able to tell you. It isn't a thing that can be told in two words. Ah, poor little girl, that which I told you. Are you beginning to note already the serious things of life, its bitternesses, its duties? Perhaps. Maximo, looking at her fixedly, with great interest. I note in your face a cloud of sadness, of fear, a great novelty for you. They wish to annihilate me, to enslave me, to reduce me to something angelical. I do not understand it. Maximo, with energy. Do not consent to it, for heaven's sake. Electra, defend yourself. What do you advise me to do to avoid it? Maximo, without hesitation. Independence. Independence. Emancipation. More clearly, insubordination. You mean that I shall be able to do anything I take a notion to, to play all I wish, to enter into your house as into a promised land, to throw things around with your children, and take them into the garden with me, or wherever I like? All this and more. Be careful what you are saying. I know what I am saying. But you have recommended me to do quite the contrary. Maximo, looking at her fixedly. In your face and in your eyes I see a radical change in the conditions of your life. You are afraid, Electra. Yes. Fearful. You. Doubting what verb to use, starts to say love and does not dare. Desire something with great energy. Electra, effusively. Yes. Pause. And you tell me against fears and desires, insubordination. Yes, give your impulses free rein in order that what is in you may show itself and we may know what you are. What I am? Do you wish to know? Your heart. My secrets? Your heart. In it is everything. Electra, noticing that Evarista is watching her. Hush! They are looking at us. Scene 14. The same. Don Urbano, Pantoja at the back. Shall we lunch? Pantoja to Evarista, startled, seeing Electra with Maximo. Why, daughter, you leave her alone with Mephistopheles? <laughs> there is no cause for alarm, friend Pantoja. Marquis, laughing. Of course not, for this Mephistopheles is a saint. Gives his arm to Evarista. Pantoja imperiously taking Electra by the hand to lead her away. With me. Electra going with Pantoja turns her head to look at Maximo. Maximo looking at Electra and Pantoja. With you? We shall see with whom. Maximo and Don Urbano go out last. End of Act One.